Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me, as always, is my co-host, Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412 and go subscribe to our YouTube. Drop a like, leave a comment, and also hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode or video that we put out. Also, go check out some of the descript- the links in the description Excuse me, of our shows. We have year six of Rocket Around the 412 in the, in the description. You can go check out the mission over the first five years with the help of everybody who's donated. We've raised over $25,000 to give back to some of the kids in our local area for 724 and 412 areas. Um, and provide Christmas because Smitty and I never really had to worry about where that was coming from. So we started this mission to be able to give back to kids who are in need that time of year, as well as partnering with the East Rochester Salvation Army and adopting kids off of their angel tree to, to do the same thing, provide Christmas for some of those kids that are partnered with the Salvation Army. So go check that out. We also have the link to Everything Custom Designs is a Facebook link and an Etsy link. It's our friend Haley Wagner. It's her personal store. You can go get some cool merch. You can design whatever you want. Except for hats. Except for hats. And we're going to continue to bring it up. We brought it up last episode. We brought it up, I think, all three episodes last week. Until there's hats, we're going to demand them. Uh, Yeah, so this is the Penguins episode. As uh, you guys will see, we have been putting out the show in three different episodes per week. Uh, Recording them all at the same time, but we're putting them out in three separate. Like, you'll notice our attire is not changing. And no, we're not wearing the same clothes three straight days. Maybe we are. Uh, we're just putting in the episodes out there three consecutive days, breaks it up a little bit easier to consume, whether you're watching or listening to the podcast. And we appreciate you doing either one of those. We also appreciate the people that listen to it when it was an hour plus all put together. But I think this way is much more manageable. I've enjoyed yeah. doing it this way more. Um, so, yeah, let's get into some penguins talk. I will say right. What a nice treat right before we start recording to actually get some penguins news. Uh, our boy, Danny Shirey, Shirey Irving, formerly known as uh, this guy. Dustin Brown. <laughs> Dustin Brown. Uh, putting out that the Penguins have brought in two defensemen on PTOs. Libor Hayek, uh, who is a 25-year-old, spent time with the Rangers. Uh, so obviously the Penguins probably have some familiarity there. Um, he's played 110 games with them. Is that... Uh, I don't know if that's just in his professional career. I can't imagine that's NHL games because I've never even heard of this guy. Uh, and then Mark Pesic, 
who is a name that I've heard of, 31-year-old coming off an Achilles injury. I, I, I'm intrigued by that one. And I think the reason is, I think if he's healthy, um, he can push for that third right-hand D spot, you know, in that mix with Chad Ruedel or Ty Smith, the likes of those guys. So much more interested in that one than I am in the Libor Hayek PTO. Uh, they those are NHL games. I just went to his hockey reference page. They are 110 NHL games, including the the most he's played in a season was 44 in the 2020 2021 season. The season before that, in 1920, he played 28 games. Last season, he played 16. The year before that, he played 17. Um, so where, yeah, he has played. Where have I been? Titans, probably. I, <laughs> I I don't know because where have I been? I haven't heard of this guy either. I'm about to go to his career splits because I want to see. How I many games? I, well, I, I want to see how many games he got. He's played four games against the Penguins, and we have no idea who this dude is. He's a minus two in those games. Um, so you know he had eighty nine shifts against against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we have no idea who this dude is. I don't know how to feel about this, uh, but looking at what Danny put out, saying that he has a poor, poor career to date, which I can I can say from looking at his hockey reference page that that is the case. Um, let me look at his possession metrics. Ooh, a a, a good Corsi four percentage of thirty eight point one percent. That's what we want to see the Penguins bring in. Um, also, I, Mark Pissick, I I know the name. He's a a veteran NHL player, but you know any guy that is coming off of an Achilles injury, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm comfortable with the guys that we have that haven't torn their Achilles. No offense to you, Mark, but I, I'm, 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 I'm cool on you. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, this is a I bombshell mean, that Danny, Danny dropped before we recorded this episode, <laughs> which is good. It gave us news. Thank you, Danny. Also, go check out his new thing. I guess breakouts and breakaways, or <laughs> breakdowns, <laughs> breakdown, breakouts and breakaways. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, but yeah, our our friend Danny. <laughs> We're good friends, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, go check that out. You know what? We could put the link to that as well. We can. Um, we can, especially because I've man. said it in there. I said the name wrong. <laughs> he was in, like, I'm looking at his J Fresh card, and this is from 2022. 82% even strength defense. Like, he's seems like he's kind of like an analytical darling third pairing guy. Um, but yeah, Pesic who knows what he's going to be after this? Pes- yeah, Mark Pesic. Oh, Pesic. Okay, so this isn't this this Labor fella that we have no idea who he is. Yeah, Libor Hayek. I no idea. Um, but his actually so Jay Fresh put out both of these together. Um, most recent Mark Pissick, like a sixty three percent war, eighty two percent even eighty two percent even strength defense, eighty seven percent goals per sixty, seventy nine percent finishing. That's in the blue. Uh pretty much everything besides finishing is in the red for Hayek. And we don't even know if I'm saying that right. This guy's played against the Penguins. I've never, I, I'm, I'm still not convinced that he actually exists. I think somebody else was wearing his Jersey or something because this is unreal. He was also averaging in those games. Like he's averaging like 14 or 15 minutes. So it's not like they're sheltering him either. Like he, he's played. Yeah. This is one we of the wildest things that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, all right, enough about these two. We'll see if Pesic would be the one, right, to make this team, if if anything. Um, right. I want to ask you, 
it, well, it's funny that this is leading into this conversation because right before even getting this news, I had on the notes here, the talk about Thomas Tatar has seemed to stop. Halt. Like, yeah, really hearing nothing about him. I wanted to get your prediction if you thought this, the way this roster is now was the way that they were going to go into the season. And when I say into the season, I mean report to training camp in the preseason, yeah. not necessarily opening night of the regular season because stuff could still happen. But do you think this is the team they take into training camp? I think it is. And I say that because I think the difference, and, and I talked about um, at length a little bit, the similarities between like the smoke that you had been hearing about Eric Carlson to the Penguins and then Thomas Tatar to the Penguins, that that could be the the case and it would be the same for each player. It's, like, it's, it's more of an if, not a when, or it's more of a when, not an if. Mm-hmm. I think that at this point, the difference is with – Eric Carlson, the talk never really stopped, even though it it, it had its slower moments. It, it was always continuous of it, it, it is going to happen. With Thomas Tatar, and, and and also I will say with Eric Carlson, whether it was the Penguins or somebody else, the talk always happened. It was it was it was nonstop with Eric Carlson. With mm-hmm. Thomas Tatar, it is all but ceased, and so I think that's the main major difference now. I don't know if that discussion is because of money. I don't know if financially that he's not figuring it out with teams, specifically the Penguins, since we're the, that's who we're talking about. I think that that could be the main thing that would hold up a deal with Thomas Tatar is the the current Penguins cap situation and what it will look like. Say, like obviously they can sign him and bring him on while Jake's on LTIR, but once Jake comes back, what what does that cap situation look like? How do they? How does Kyle Dubas move, maneuver that roster? So, I think that. This is going to be the players that you see brought in, and obviously there's a couple more on PTOs that we just talked about, but th- these these are the players that we've been talking about that they brought in this offseason, and I don't think there's ever going to be a major uh, addition from now until training camp. I, I'm just very much convinced that if Thomas Tatar would have ha- was going to happen, it would have happened by now, um, and I, I just feel like that that's because of how quiet it got so fast. And maybe that is a financial reason. Maybe that is for the money. But I just think that this is the roster you're going to see going into September for training camp. I think the thing where, like, I want to leave the door open still is when it was even, like, reported about the interest in Tatar, there was talk that he could want to wait until teams reported for training camp um, to, for from his own side to see how things shake out. So part of me just wants to wait and see on that. Um, but I don't think that they're alone in this as much as like with Carlson, while there was like Carolina potentially a little bit, I never really felt like anybody besides Pittsburgh was that interested in getting a deal done with Thomas Tatar. It seems like New Jersey would be very interested in a reunion. We've heard Carolina for him and there's more teams that make sense. And it seems like would be willing to bring in Thomas Tatar then due to other circumstances, such as the price tag on Eric Carlson, and I don't mean in a trade, but literally his cap number, just yeah. weren't in on it. So I think that there's more competition, as crazy as that sounds, for Thomas Tatar than there was Eric Carlson. I could agree with that. Um, the 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 whole contract situation for the Eric Carlson thing, it, it made it a much harder deal and a much harder pill to swallow for a lot of teams to be able to to not only shell out what they would have to to make a trade happen, but also be shelling out that much cap space um, for the next five years. So 
I, I agree with you. I think that makes sense. Um, and not that the Penguins can't get a deal done with him. I just, I, I think that financially they're strapped a little too too much. I think Thomas Tatar is going to get a good enough deal somewhere else, and it's not going to be with the Penguins. And I think that's just because of the deals that we currently have in place. Um, I think he would be a great fit. But once Jake gets back, I don't know how they maneuver that roster to be cap compliant, assuming that Thomas Tatar gets at least two plus million, which I think he's very much deserving of. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is their roster. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I again, I still want to leave the door open for Thomas Tatar, but I don't think it's going to happen until training camp and at some point closer to the regular season i think he wants to feel things out you could also see a team get more desperate like if you see an injury happen in training camp or in the preseason so yeah circumstances change and that's probably what him and his agent are waiting on uh i also want to ask you so last week we talked about like you know three most important players and stuff like that i want to ask you what you feel like the three biggest question marks are when you look at the penguins roster right now whether that's a specific player or like a group of players or just one aspect of the team, whatever it might be. Okay. I thought about this because I, I saw you put it in the notes that, that this would be a discussion point. First mm-hmm. and foremost, I'll talk to, I feel like one of the most obvious ones, goaltending. What is the goaltending that we are going to get look like in the 2023 season? We obviously know Tristan Jari is going to be the starter. He got the contract in the offseason. But what is not only his performance going to look like what is the um dis- distribution of starts going to look like like how many starts is Tristan Jari going to get versus Nedeljkovic um I'm curious to see how Sullivan handles that um but but then also you can't mention goaltending without talking about the quality what what kind of quality are we going to get how healthy is Tristan Jari going to stay throughout this entire season do you, and maybe those things kind of all mesh together if the play is something that you want to keep at a high level with Jari, maybe you do give Nadelkovich more starts to try to keep help Jari healthier because all of those things correlate. It feels like together with Tristan Jari, we've seen it. The more he plays, the more he gets worn down, the more that he diminishes in play and he it gets susceptible to more injuries, I feel like. And so I think that trying to find a healthy relationship between how many starts the two goalies are getting. I don't, I'm not saying that they, they have to be anywhere close to 50-50, but I think that if if Ndelkovic is getting at least like around 25 starts in the season, I think that would help Jari to be able to, to stay healthy for longer. Obviously, injuries are going to happen. You, you could be managing as much as you want, and an injury could still happen, but I still think that they would be putting the team in a better situation. Um, And then for another one, I would say looking at – the bottom six, who is going to be someone that is going to step up and be a scorer in that bottom six? Um, I'm looking at that that group as a whole because um, we've talked about it. The, the team is very much so set up in a way where you're really relying on now your blue line and your, your top six to be scoring the majority of the goals for you. But you still mm-hmm. need some of those bottom six guys to be able to punch in whenever you need them to. And so when I look at this, like Drew O'Connor, Lars Eller, Jeff Carter, Matt Nieto, Nolachiari, Rem Pitlick, Alex Nylander, who are some of the guys that are going to step up and be some some scorers within that bottom six? I don't expect all of them 
to being a slump the entire season. I mean, heck, we haven't seen most of them play in a Penguin uniform yet. This is a different bottom six than we saw just six months ago. But I, I think that it's still set up in a way where I'm still unsure of where that scoring is going to come from. So who's going to set up there? That's one of the big questions or step up there. That's a big question I have for the bottom six. And then this is more so a question just for the start of the season, or at least I hope majority of the start of the season. Um, who's going to step in for Jake when while he's out? And who who's going to step up? into that top role. And uh, honestly, the question is kind of two-handed. Who's going to step up into that top 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 line role, whether that be um, Brian Rust or Riley Smith or who, whoever it is? And then who is going to replace Riley Smith or Brian Rust in that second line role? And what is that situation going to look like while Jake's out? Because without Jake, despite the th- the criticisms that we have had this this offseason of his play last year, the diminished five-on-five, seven of his goals were empty nets. Regardless of that, you are missing one of your best playmakers on the team when he's not out there. You're missing one of your best goal scorers. And so someone is going to have to step up in his absence. And we hope that the absence is not prolonged, but in that case that it is, who, which players are going to be able to step up and and basically not miss a beat? Because of the question I had for question two, where you, you have – that, that bottom six scoring question of who's going to step up there, you're expecting at least one of those guys for at least the beginning of the season to step up and play in that second line role. Maybe it is like Jeff Carter. Maybe it's Alex Nylander. They experiment there. I have no idea what they are going to actually decide to do for that second line while Jake is out and somebody is going to be up on that first line. But there's a question of where the goals are still going to be coming from and if players are still going to be able to perform. Um, so that one is more of a... a, a uh, just a, a, a hopefully shorter term question while Jake is out. Hopefully that's not prolonged any longer than it needs to be. But those would be the main focuses I have as I look at the Penguins roster right now. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like my questions can kind of play off of yours. And I will try to be different here because I think anybody can turn to the goaltending. Um, and that would be in everybody's top three. And I think probably the same about the bottom six. So I'll try to differ a little bit here. Um, leading let's just say way right you mentioned jake in his absence i'll start out by saying is jake going to come back and be the same player i think that's a great question yeah. to have because if he's not i think that they could very well be in trouble thanks to the lack of storing depth that we see uh within the bottom six if there's not somebody that can step up and provide goals that's one thing if jake gensel is on the roster and comes back and his his normal you know 30 plus goal self if we're not getting that guy back then you're in trouble. So that would be a question that I certainly have. Is the aging core going to continue to play at the level that they have? If they can, if they can, great. If there's any type of drop off, I don't know. They have the roster to support that. And I guess that kind of is like about the bottom six, but is the aging core themselves, you know, Crosby, Gino, Latang. I, I mean, Carlson's not necessarily a young dude. Yes. They got younger going from Petrie to him, but I, he's mm-hmm. not necessarily a young player. I would yeah. consider him part of this now as well. Are these guys going to continue to perform at the same level? And when I say the same level, I don't mean Carlson having 100 points again. Um, but with what Crosby and Gino did last year, and man, asking them to do that again. And I won't even talk about like the production went on the ice, but can they stay on the ice for 82 games? I, I think they're asking so yeah. much of these guys. Um, and then my third one will be the special teams can they have elevated play from their special teams? Because 
I know that what they were at 5v5 wasn't great either last year. They were like 15th or 16th in even strength goal scoring. Um, but on the power play, especially now with Eric Carlson, there's really no excuses from that standpoint. And I think on the penalty kill with what you've added for that bottom six, those that are going to be the guys that are also out there on the penalty kill, very defensive-minded players. They don't have an excuse for either of those two units, in my opinion, to not be top 10 units. So ton of pressure from the special teams, I think, in my opinion, too. I think it is a good point to bring up with the aging stars too. Like even if the the answer that I had or the question that I had gets answered and somebody emerges as a scorer in that bottom six, the the way that this team is still constructed, you're still banking on Sid and Gino and company to be able to score and, and play at the pace that they did last season. Um, regardless of who ends up being scorers or not scorers in that bottom six. Like the way that they are set up, you are really relying on Sid to be another point per game player and Gino, um, even if they do have scores emerge. Because then, if Sid and Gino aren't point per game players, then what does that top six look like? You're going to need those wingers to step up too, especially what we had the regression of Jake Gensel and we had a regression of Ryan Rust. You're 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 hoping that we we have a couple bounce back seasons from those guys too. If if you get some regression from Sid and, G- and, and Gino, so. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's definitely a handful of questions to be asked. I mean, we, we just named six that are all individual questions. That <laughs> Hey, that- and listen, I'm not – listen, I never talk about, you know, the podcasting aspect, what I bring to the table. I didn't have anything. I let you decide your three questions, and I was just going to do mine on the fly. So pretty good job by Zachary Smith, I think. Maybe I should throw a little headline under there again. I had Insider for the Steelers one. Okay. Maybe I should. Put okay. <laughs> let's, let's settle down. <laughs> no. Those, no. Those, but I, I do think. Uh, I do think that there's as excited as I am about this season. Um, while I do look at them right now as a team that's I, I would have penciled in for the playoffs, uh, if I was making predictions right now, I think there's still a, a good amount of questions that we have that are going to need answered. So. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm excited for the season, but certainly not without some question as to how good this team is going to be, especially out the gate without Jake. And then, yeah, the question becomes, what are they without Jake to is Jake, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we are about uh, a little over a month away from the season starting. So crazy how we're almost getting to another hockey season. Football season is just about to start. We, Best I mean, you, if you haven't, if you haven't checked out our Steelers episode, Go check that out with the one out as well. Um, that was up- uploaded yesterday. So I don't know why I thought you were about to throw. I, I like we make jokes all the time about how I say that I'm a season ticket holder. I don't know why I thought that's where you were going with it. You were going to say, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but Smitty will be at the the season opener. I don't know why I thought that's where you're going with it. Well, now that you say no, it, Smitty is a, is, is a season <laughs> season ticket holder, and guess what? I get to go to a Steelers game, even though this is the Penguins episode. I get to go to a Steelers <laughs> game on the this Steelers season. One. Yeah. And I will be home in Pittsburgh the week of Thanksgiving. They play the New York Rangers on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. So I am going to be going to that game as well. So you get to, you're going to Steelers uh, Titans, right? Yeah. Steelers, Steelers Titans, Titans and then the end, Penguins Rangers. Penguins. Nice. Not to there mention seven BYU games. I have a busy, I have a busy fall. Yeah. It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Fall's the best for sports. 
Love to hear it. Uh, thanks for checking out this episode of the Around the 412 Penguin Show. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave us a like, comment down below anything that we talked about in this episode. Go check out the Steelers episode that we just recorded or the Pirates episode if it's out now. Uh, we'll put it out the day after we put this one out. So go check that, that one out as well. But again, if you guys are subscribed and hit that notification bell, you'll know anytime that we post a different video. I'm not going to say anything this time about adding additional content to the channel because when it happens, it happens. We're not going to talk about it at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, but for Tyler, I'm Smitty. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Oh, and if you're listening somewhere else, by the way, we've talked. I feel like we're so YouTube centric right now because of being monetized and stuff. That's all we talk about. We appreciate people that listen on other platforms as well. Leave us a five star review if you're listening there. But also come over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to them. <laughs> uh, but until next episode, for Tyler, for Smitty, we'll talk to you then. <laughs>